Today, I am pulling the curtain back on the reality of raising a family and running a business at the same time. It's all about having the right perspective. It's actually, you know, the first baby is the hardest one. It's the same with starting a business and being an entrepreneur. You have to change and adapt prioritizing and decision making. I have to put my head towards the activities that are going to put food on the table, which means there's some messes in the house that you just have to bless. And I'm not going to allow it to stress me out. Like 100%, I am a much more productive person than I was before I had my four children. Now, I want to talk about some of the perks and the things that I absolutely love about having a family and a business. Welcome to Daring Forward, where we feature ordinary women doing extraordinary things and learn practical lessons and action steps to help you live courageously. I'm your host, Sahar Twesajay. Now, if you're ready, let's dare forward. Today, I am doing something different on Daring Forward. I am pulling the curtain back on the number one burning question that you, the Daring Forward community, had for me, which was discussing the reality of raising a family and running a business at the same time. Now, if you're new around here and want to say hi, I am Sahar Twesajay. I'm an entrepreneur and a digital marketer, and I help aspiring and creative entrepreneurs find the courage to pursue their purpose profitably. So make sure to subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as well. My heart behind today's episode is to share candidly with you what are some of the challenges of having a family and running a business, but also what are some of the perks and what does it actually look like so that you can make an informed decision if you are someone who is starting out as an aspiring entrepreneur, because I will say this is definitely not for everybody. I'm not naive enough to say that it is. However, if it is something that you want to pursue, then I want to let you know that it's 100% achievable. It's all about having the right perspective and mindset when you're approaching it, because that is going to take you such a long way. And it's the same thing with parenting. I don't know if you've heard the saying that the first time you have a baby, it's not just the baby that's born, it's the mother that's born as well. And it's the same thing with being an entrepreneur. A lot of people ask me, like when they see that I have four kids and maybe they have less so they don't have any children and they think, oh my gosh, like I don't know how you handle having four kids. It must be so much harder than having the first one. And my response is actually, you know, the first baby is the hardest one because that's the baby that forces you to change. And there's a level of breaking that happens internally. Like you cannot be the same person and have that first child. You have to change and adapt. And so it's the same with uh, starting a business and being an entrepreneur. You have to change and adapt. It's a, it's a complete different mindset shift and way of living. So having said that, I think a great place to start would be talking about the fact that raising a family is a team effort. It's me and my husband with our four children, and it's definitely not me doing it by myself. It's something that involves the entire family. And I think one of the best foundations you can start off with if you do have a partner in your family is to make sure that you two are like this, like you two are singing from the same hymn sheet, as the saying goes, that you're both on the same page. Now, every marriage, every relationship and partnership looks different. Some people like to do their own thing. I can only speak from my experience. My husband is my business partner. We love doing life together. We love working together. And so we approach this as a team. 
And before we started our business, one of the things that we really invested in and worked on was actually our relationship, our communication, and learning how to communicate and speak up and about our needs, resolve our conflict in a way that is really, really healthy. So that has really basically been a great foundation because we can build anything on that. And it's been a great gift. I'm also a huge believer in adding value first. It's a principle in psychology as well. It's called the principle of reciprocity, which means you give before you take first. And so in our partnership, in our marriage, one of the things that we've done is we have both put each other first. So I've spent years putting my husband's dreams first. My husband has has spent years putting me and my dreams first. Part of why I'm sitting here speaking to you guys is because, you know, he's the silent partner that you guys don't see. Maybe one day we'll bring him on the show. Who knows? But he is a huge driving force because we've been doing this dance of giving each other and putting each other first. And because we're both doing that, then we both win. So before we even start talking about running a business, it's the foundation that it's built on. Is it coming from a place where... We're in healthy relationship, we're communicating well, we're adding value to each other, we're working as a team. There's a lot that goes into that, and that started off way before we started this even journey of entrepreneurship. And I don't even think that we would be here if we hadn't put in that foundation in first. So it pays It pays off to do that. Now, what that looks like in your relationship is going to look completely different. Um, I know friends who look at me and think we're crazy for working each other and they could never do what we do. And that's cool. Like there is no right or wrong way of doing it. You just have to find what works for you and your partnership and your marriage and figure out what works for you guys. I remember having a, a a good friend and colleague of mine who is a business owner. So she owns a small business and her husband isn't her business partner. He has his own job. They have their own, they've got children, they've got their own family. And the way that she brings her husband on board, which I thought is fantastic and brilliant, whenever she wants to make like business investments, which is coming from like the family finances. So it, it isn't just her decision. It's the it's both their decision. She would sit down her husband and do a whole PowerPoint presentation and cast the vision for why she wants to make this investment and where it could take their family and where it will lead them. And I thought that was just absolutely genius and brilliant. And again, it just goes to show that great communication, bringing your partners on board, sharing the vision is a great place to start. Now, if that is not something that is possible for you, if you're in a relationship where the people that support you, whether you have a husband, a partner, or other family members that support your family who don't get it, who don't see your vision, I cannot stress the importance of finding the people that do. And it's okay that if people don't understand your vision at the very beginning, but you need to surround yourself with people who will help you build that faith up inside of you who who will see you. So if that means finding a group online of other entrepreneurs who are doing it, who are ahead of you, finding a mentor, finding anybody who can just keep that dream alive and they become that support unit while you make sure that the family feels safe and secure and steady. Because I think one of the things that freaks people out is change. We as humans naturally don't like change. We feel threatened by it. And so if they somehow can feel like 
for now, this means that, you know, what they have is going to be safe while you work hard, then you just do what you have to do. It is hard at the beginning, but people do come around when they start to see momentum. And that's where you just want to keep going. Something I wanted to let you know about as well is that I actually recorded a video in a masterclass called How to Achieve Family-Driven Success. If that is something that you are interested in, I'm going to link it for you guys in the show notes so you can sign up for it and it will be delivered right into your inbox. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is prioritizing and decision-making. I will say that this has taken me a long time to get my head around because the context for our business basically is that before I find myself here, I was actually a stay-at-home mom as soon as I had children. Before children, I was an accountant. I was working as a finance manager. We had the kids. You know, my main priority were, were my kids, was my home, was making sure that everybody ate really well, everyone, you know, um, my kids were safe, they were learning, they were, they were healthy, they were growing. And so my priorities, as soon as I started turning my head towards business, had to change. And some of those things were like, you know, how much effort I put into our family meals before I used to be really diligent and meticulous about the kind of recipes that we have, the meal planning, the all those sort of things like, you know, cleaning the house, making plans around what rooms I'm going to clean, what I'm going to do around the house, like all of that kind of stuff just had to basically go out the window while I built a business because I had to put my head towards the activities that are going to put food on the table, which means things that are going to make us money, which are sales and focusing on the business. I'm like, is cleaning my room going to help me pay the bills? No. Is meal planning this week going to help me pay the bills? It might help with saving time, but like the effort that I'm going to put planning this, I would rather plan um, a content strategy so that I can get a client. So that was a no. Um, so as you can start to see, those things take time. And I am also naturally a planner and a very organized person. And I found that really, really hard. And I was having this conversation with a friend, actually. We were talking about our routines and, you know, she uh, has a high-flying career, very busy. And so I was asking, like, what does family life look like and cleaning and all that kind of stuff? And it, it was very interesting. You know, we we were both talking about there's some messes in the house that you just have to bless, like, say, the kids' room is going to be a mess right now. I'm just going to leave it as it is, and I'm not going to allow it to stress me out. I am going to deal with it on a particular day. Today is not the day. Today is my day to work on the podcast, to do client work, to get more sales, to focus on product development, whatever it is. So you have to really sit down and be really, really diligent with your planning and prioritizing and learning what decisions are important and what aren't. And sometimes the only way you're going to learn how to make better decisions is actually pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone and doing new things. And then you're going to see that now you have a new set of options where it's like, oh, it's no longer an option of prioritizing things in the home or just family. Now I have I have this new level of decision making where it's like I have to prioritize how much time I'm spending meal prepping or in the kitchen and how much time I have to prioritize the business, which leads me on to the next point, and that is giving yourself the permission. This one is a really, really hard one. I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine who's also an entrepreneur, and she was telling me about how, you know, she was struggling to make time to work on her business because family kept on coming and visiting. 
And it only became apparent to her that she needed to put herself first is because she had like a family member come over and unannounced and stay with them during the week. But then she realized that she was calling her um, her other cousin and planning around the cousin's work schedule. And that's when the penny dropped for her. She realized, oh my goodness, people are respecting my cousin, my family members respect my cousin because she has an official job. So everyone works around her work schedule, but because she's an entrepreneur or a freelancer, they're like, well, you don't have a boss, so we could come anytime. You don't you don't need to answer to anybody. And this is one of the hardest things you have to fight for and protect because I understood exactly where she was coming from. And sometimes we want people to respect us and our time and respect the the business that we're running. But the reality is, is that we're not enforcing those boundaries like we would if we had a job. We find it hard to say no to people wanting to come and visit, to people wanting to, you know, let's go for a coffee here and there. Let's go. I have to be really, really diligent with my time and say, you know what? I know I work for myself. There is no external force, no external boss. There are no consequences other than if I don't work for my clients, I'm not going to get paid. So I have to be the person that enforces those boundaries and says, sorry, I'm working. I'm working I can't have you come over. I can't come and see you because I'm working between these hours and these days. And that's a really hard thing to do because the majority of us are conditioned to have external things give us those boundaries. And just learning to put those boundaries yourself can be a challenge, which is why I always say, treat your business seriously from the get-go. Even if you're not making any money, put on your CEO hat and act that way and It's not about faking it till you're making it. Like you have to truly believe that you are a CEO of a business. It's just a matter of time when the money comes in. And sometimes, again, with entrepreneurs, you can get money and you can start having that revenue coming in. But then the next hurdle becomes paying yourself. I remember the first time when we got a paycheck and it felt so good and so official. Like, it's like, oh my goodness, I have a payslip. I have an official accountant. It's no longer this thing that's like a little side hustle. It's a proper business. And when you do that, you show up with a different energy and then you can create more of that momentum. And I know this, like as parents, we are so stretched for time. We have such little time in comparison to before kids. But I will say it can also be a blessing because When you have less time, you only have time to do the stuff that matters. You don't have time to work on fluff. You don't have time to waste. And so it actually makes you a more productive person. Like 100%, like I will tell you this for free, I am a much more productive person than I was before I had my four children. And it's simply because I've learned the art of knowing these are the things that are important and I'm going to focus on those. I don't have time for the rest of this stuff. And so my routine has to reflect that. Now, I shared this in previous episodes before that I work around the children. One of the things that Andrew and I wanted to always do was to be, um, Andrew being my husband, is to be involved in our children's lives. So we work around their school runs. So one of us will drop them off. One of us will pick them up and do the, you know, the after school clubs. We'll sit down, we'll have dinner together. But As soon as we put them to bed, very often, because I'm working while they're in school, I'll pull up the laptop in the evenings and I'll start working again and then I'll go to sleep. 
is that something that I'm going to do forever? I pray I don't. It's not something that I want to do all the time. But this is the season that I'm in now. We're still in the season of building the business, building different businesses, different parts of the business. And so I have to put in the work. And I want to encourage you in at this point, because I know it's very easy to sound like, you know, you got to hustle, you got to work hard. When you have the vision, it will make sense. And when I'm doing this work, it's mo- the majority of the time, it's coming from a place of like, this gives me life. I'm excited to pull up my laptop and start working. And when I feel like it's starting to drain me and gets me exhausted, that's when I've learned to start taking breaks, which is not something I'm very good at. I'm something that I'm learning. And I have external accountability. I have Andrew, my husband, who helps. He's like, I can see that you're starting to feel a little, you know, exhausted. So I've got those external accountability for that to help me out with taking breaks. But One of the things that has been hard is there's a difference between hustling and working yourself to the bone and being stretched and growing. And sometimes it can look and sometimes it can feel the same. The only difference I will say is that what makes it okay is you just learning to you know, have breaks and take rests. You're not having a hundred tabs open all the time and you're going and not taking breaks. But the reality is, is that you will be stretched and you will grow and it will feel hard at times. And anyone who says that it's easy is not being entirely truthful or they've been at it for so long that they've become super confident and, you know, and that's that's the season that they're in. But initially, it will stretch you. It will feel hard. And you just have, you, you do have to push through, but not forever, just for a season. Although I have less time for me, and very like limited set times with the family and with the children. Like it's it's between certain hours or certain times. Like the kids know that mommy's working, daddy's working. What that has allowed me to do is realize that actually the time when I do switch off from work, I will be intentional with it. So it feels like life is full, but it also at the same time feels like, although I don't have as much time to unwind or relax or do fun things because I'm pushing in this season, when I do enter them with intention, I enjoy it so much more than when I had all the time that I wanted um, because I'm being fulfilled. And so that is the flip side to it, which I am quite grateful for. And the great thing is, is that when you do stretch yourself and you grow, your capacity does increase. It's And that's the thing that you're fighting for. The growth feels hard, but your capacity does increase. And when it does, the things that used to feel hard before don't anymore. In the past, I would feel like I needed so many hours, this much time for me, for me time to feel like my tank is full. I actually don't need as much time. Uh, as I used to. I can feel refreshed in a much more like a shorter time span in a more efficient way because I know exactly the things I've learned myself enough to know if I do this, if I do this, I know my love tank is going to feel full. I'm going to feel more like myself. And so you grow, you know, your capacity grows. And that's something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about, uh, but it is a reality. And it is something that that is very helpful. Now, I want to talk about some of the perks and the things that I absolutely love about having a family and a business. I remember when we launched Daring Forward, the podcast, and our children were like very front and center. They've been watching us build it. They've been seeing me recording. They'll sometimes be standing in that corner watching and seeing mommy doing her thing, seeing daddy helping with the editing and the filming. 
And I remember the day we launched it, we were on holiday in the south of England uh, in an Airbnb, and we put on the the trailer for the podcast, and we kind of cast it to the TV, and they were all sitting there watching, and I was looking at their faces, and you could see, how, like, they were so proud of it, and they are so invested in it. Like, they go and tell their friends, do you know mommy has a YouTube channel? Go and tell your parents to subscribe. It's the sweetest thing ever, and it's been great because they've been watching it. They've they've seen us build it from scratch. They've seen They've seen it when it had zero subscribers, zero people listening. And they've seen me when I've been tired and pushing through and saying, mommy's feeling really tired today, but I have to record, which has really helped because it's helped us open up those conversations when they're struggling with something at school that's really hard and they want to quit. And then I share with them, like, remember when mommy was recording the, the podcast and mommy and daddy are working together and there was no one there and you know, there there were no subscribers and look at us now and it's growing and people are sending us messages and people are being encouraged. Remember that? Remember how it felt for us? And sometimes I told you I feel really hard and tired and they'd be like, yeah, I'm like it's the same for you. Just keep pressing on for a little bit and then you'll see. And so it's really helped the children see what it takes to build something. It For me, it doesn't matter whether they become entrepreneurs or not, whatever it is, it's the it's the life skills that they take away from it. And I love the fact that they get to see us build and they're so involved in it. And when we have a win, we do celebrate. Like we said to them, when we, fit, when we get our first 100 subscribers on YouTube, we're gonna take you guys out for ice cream. And so when we did, it was like, they were so excited we, because we did, we went and we had our ice cream together and we had a great time. And so those are the things that I really cherish. I really love that. I love that my girls get to see their mom living out her dreams. They get to see their dad supporting their mom. And as it should be, I love the fact that my boys, uh, you know, get to learn certain skills from watching us. But yeah, those are the things that really, really light me up about having a business. You know, as mothers, sometimes we really worry about the amount of work that we're putting in and whether our kids get enough time with us or not. One of my mentors, Ali Worthington, who I actually um, interviewed on the show, I'll make sure to link her interview on, uh, in the show notes. But she's a big proponent of, you know, children need to see us working. And um, I couldn't agree more. I think where things get lost a little bit is the lack of connection. I don't think children mind us working. What they want is even if you only have half an hour or an hour a day with them, as long as you're present and connected, I think that's the most important thing. And I had to have this conversation with the kids as well. I remember once the kids were saying, mommy, you're working so much this week. I was like, I know, but let me ask you this. Would you rather you spend more time with mommy or would you rather mommy worked, but then we get to go on a great holiday this summer? And that's when they were like, oh, okay, okay, okay. We want to go on holiday. So it's painting the vision for them, right? Like if you bring them on board, if you say, this is what I'm doing, if you keep that connection open with them, if you keep having those conversations saying, this is why I'm working hard and this is the reward. Like we want to reward them because they are huge team players. I'm like, when I celebrated the you know, the subscribers and the launch and when things were going well, I'll say, you know what, I want to say thank you to you guys because you've been great team players because while mommy's down here recording in the living room, you guys, when we asked you to go to bed and not make noise, you did that and all these things help. You're being a great team. And so if you make the children and the family feel like they're a part of it, they would love to support and they would love to, you know, celebrate the wins because if I win, they win. They all know it. 
And one of the final things that I wanted to touch on with, you know, having a family and a business and the benefit of it, a huge benefit is the flexibility it provides you. And that's part of why we started it. My husband is going back to school. My husband is also a, a minister. Um, and we are both very involved in our local church life. We have four kids who have a bajillion activities and after school clubs and things that they're up to. And so my life is so busy and so full it would really put a strain on us if I had a very fixed full-time nine to five, nine to eight to six, or whatever the hours are, and not have that flexibility. And so one of the greatest things is that at a drop of a hat, if our kids have a performance, both me and Andrew could be there uh, the majority of the time. It's very rare that we're not there for those things. So I do love that. I love that business has taught me that I can learn to delegate. And this is another thing that I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, and I think also sometimes as mothers, we struggle with delegating, like, because we're so good at doing so many things, we just end up doing everything, but to our own peril. And one of the things that I've learned is to learn to outsource. And there's all sorts of things you can outsource. It doesn't just have to be client work. And that was the thing that, like, blew my mind. Like, I thought there truly is no limit to how I can build the business. And there is no limit to the amount of income I can make or generate. Like with a job, for example, you have a certain amount that you can make, you can't go past that. But with a business, you can scale it, which is, to me, is like the thing that keeps me going. But one of the things you can outsource, for example, like I'm not that great at having fun. And I think... That's just how I'm wired. Like I'm so, and both me and Andrew are like this, like we're so driven by making an impact and purpose, which can really make us terrible at learning to let loose and have fun. And so I've basically outsourced it. I remember having a VA who would help me fun, help me find fun things to do with my kids and my family. This is my budget or I want it to be free. And I, those are the dates. And this, these are the areas we want to go help me book stuff. And she would go off and do that for me. I remember my daughter was, you know, uh, we were researching and looking for her to start going to a secondary school that here in the UK, that's the equivalent of like middle school, high school sort of situation. We had to basically start applying for her to go to a secondary school. And I was like, gosh, like the business is taking up all my time. I don't have a headspace right now. So guess what? I outsourced that. I asked my VA, I'm like, listen, this is the area we live in. We want these kind of schools. Can you create a spreadsheet with all the information I need so that I can start applying? And that was done for me. That saved me hours. So beyond outsourcing childcare or a cleaner, you can outsource all sorts of stuff that you don't want to do or you don't have the headspace for so that you can stay in the zone that needs you the most with your business or with family, or you can stay doing the stuff that you're really good at. And that is like... Once you learn to delegate and hire, like that is a, a game changer. And let me know in the comments if you're on YouTube or just shoot me an email or like message me on Instagram if you want me to talk more about like hiring, some of the things that I've learned, because there is an art to it. And it's definitely something that I'm still kind of, I'm still learning more and more about it, but there's definitely a lot I can talk about there. And then another question I wanted to ask you guys, I would love to hear your feedback on this, is that I did ask you guys if you wanted to know more about how my husband and I work together, what the 
what the dynamic is without us kind of like going crazy and killing each other, basically. <laughs> we do love working with, with each other. We're so different. I have so many things I can share about that. So if that is something you're interested in, do let me know in the comments or shoot me a message on Instagram or via email, uh, and I'll make sure to record an episode for you. So that's it for today. I hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know if I missed anything. If you have any other tips on how you have managed or started uh, your own business and raised a family at the same time. Please share your tips with us. We're a community. I know I don't have all the answers, so I'd love to hear from you guys too. And that's it. This is the final solo episode that I'm sharing in 2022. So until next year, I want to wish you guys happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Lots of love from me to you guys. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then I want to invite you to help us spread our message by choosing one of four ways. One, subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. Two, leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. It really helps. Three, let me know in the comments below what the key takeaways were for you in today's episode. And four, share this episode with one friend who could use a little bit of courage today. And if you want to binge our episodes, may I suggest you watch this episode right here if you're watching on YouTube. That's it. Until next time, don't forget to live courageously and dare forward.